surprisingly, there is still a lot of businesses operating with paper and a lot of Excel files and random, what we call a spaghetti of different systems that they have signed up to. It just shows them like it's not maintainable, it's not scalable, it's not manageable. So I think the biggest practical trade that you will see in the next five years is basically businesses invest in digital transport, real digital transformation, which is not just like create another website or create another app. It has to be really transforming the business. Welcome to the Business Mastermind podcast with business strategist, speaker and author Gavin Preston. Tap into this meeting of minds between everyday business people on their journey to master business growth. Join them as they share strategies, insights and shortcuts to help you survive and thrive in business and life as you scale your business and achieve a bigger impact. Hey, Gavin here. You love the audio format because you listen to podcasts. I'm a massive fan of learning through audio courses and books. What I particularly like about Knowable is that courses are short form, like a podcast, and expert-led, like an audiobook, with courses on leadership from the commander of the International Space Station and on startups from the co-founder of Reddit. Grab yourself 20% off with coupon code GAVIN, in capital letters G-A-V-I-N, which brings the price down to just over $3 a month. It's a no-brainer. Download the Knowable app or visit knowable.fyi. Use code GAVIN to get 20% off. Hi and welcome to the Business Mastermind podcast. Today I'm speaking to Samaya Agnia. Um, she's from Geeks Limited and a real powerhouse by in the improvement and the growth of tech, businesses through use of technology. So Samaya, welcome to the Business Mastermind podcast. Thank you, Gavin. Uh, really pleased to be here and I hope I can, I can add some value to your audience. So you're, as, a, as the leader of Geeks uh, Limited in the UK, you help um, hundreds of senior business leaders to develop technology strategies that enable um, their business plans to grow and you you know through the use of technology you use that for businesses to scale so could you can you share a little bit about your career background to date and then we can start talking about some of the examples and case studies of how technology has been transformational to some of your clients sure um I am one of those examples that I have done everything because um, Geeks is a SME and, I've, and I am one of the founders. So I was started 13 and a bit years ago um, as one of the co-founders. And um, at a time, I was a, a programmer, developer. And then throughout years, I have done business analysis. I have done project management. I have done um, architecture and and then as the business grew, I've done marketing, I've done, uh, I've done sales, I've done everything um, in between them. Um, so I would describe myself as a strategy um, technology developer these days. So uh, someone who's very passionate about technology and its, uh, its application to, um, to help grow um, ambitious SMEs. Um, and um, and very passionate about making a change through them um, in the world. So that would summarize what I do. And typically, what kind of uh, projects will you help clients with? It's um, we have kind of two distinct um, audiences in our in our clientele. So we have 
entrepreneurs who are experienced in there. So basically they're experts in their, in their field and they want to, they see an opportunity in the industry that they want to disrupt or they want to impact and make a change. Um, and that would be the businesses who come to us as, or entrepreneurs who come to us uh, with a startup idea. Um, so we have, we have those. And then we have the growing SMEs, um, more so in the in medium size of um, the, that bracket, um, who, who have got to a point that they feel um, their processes or their inefficiencies, they are the limitation of their scaling up or they uh, dealing with the demand of the market. And they know technology is the answer, uh, but they need guidance and they need expert view on how um, um, invest in technology to get the best return. Um, and we would help them to do that through strategy design, implementation and support. So that could be designing and, and coding bespoke applications for them or, or that could be helping it, it, them use a number of different off-the-shelf but tailored applications we, we would start from a strategy so we would look at what is their business goals where are they at the moment in their in their business in terms of what current applications they have what current infrastructure they have and what are the problems in there um and what sort of cost uh, running those kind of um, ecosystem of uh, technologies has for them and what are the benefits of it what are the strength points uh, and what are the weaknesses um, and we do it in a very methodical um, and kind of data-driven way we're using a technology called digital iq um, and and once we've done that we could uh, we could create a roadmap for their digital transformation journey if you like where they get to see where they um, get the best return on investment if they start investing there. And we keep having that data-driven approach to show them the return on the investment they get from each of these initiatives. And that could be integrating some of their existing applications to uh, streamline uh, the process. It could be creating some bespoke applications. It could be um, helping them to find um, an off-the-shelf that would suit their business um, uh, needs, or it could be a piece of R&D to look at an emerging technology to just help, uh, to just understand how we can help them um, to create some value, cutting edge value, um, to be at the front line of their industry. So as you get presented, let, let's just take that last point then about you might do some R&D to bring some cutting edge value to the industry. You could find yourself being... Um, having to consult and advise on an area of brand new technology that you're not experts in. So how do you, how do you go about that particular challenge? Do you bring in um, consultants yourself who are experts within that niche of technology? It really depends on what that niche technology is. So we work with a lot of partners when we work with uh, for a client. So it could be that they do have, um, a, a supplier uh, um, that they're already working sure. with and we work together um, to deliver value. And it could be there is a new piece of technology. With the emerging technologies, most of the time, there is not such a, there's nothing like an expert with a lot of experts. So they are emerging, so everyone is new to them. So it's about um, having the right mindset when you're evaluating them. So we do, for example, work with, um, our technology partners, our technology partners like Microsoft or, or Amazon, um, to just 
find what they are doing in terms of um, the roadmap of their kind of um, um, technologies that then we are applying to the clients to understand where they are going, what's, what's next. Are we using that piece of technology in the right way? Is there anything else they can help us with? Which is, but they are really good. So they're really supportive of, of us. And they, most of the time they get excited with the sort of application we are finding for, for, for their technologies. Um, but as, as you said, yes, there might be times that it's, it's outside what we do. Uh, and we are, we are we're more than happy to try to find, help the clients to find the right person or just work with whoever they, they have already um, working for them. So many businesses, um, I think, let's say, take this SME sector, love, probably love the idea of technology uh, and the promise that it could bring for helping scale, efficiencies, etc., but the practical reality of implementation can often run over time, over cost and budget. And I've spoken to many people in business that kind of wish they'd never got started on the journey. So um, you're obviously having success with a number of your clients. What do you think you guys do differently to help address that you know, fundamental challenge around IT or tech projects? It's a very good question, but a very difficult question because it, it, there are so many layers to that question. It depends on the client business characteristic, what I call them, like what sort of a profile that business has. Sure. Is it a conservative kind of business? What's their appetite to technology? Are they too, too risk takers? Are they like to want to be like the early adapters of what's happening? And, and what is their kind of what is their understanding of how technology um, adaptation works? So something that helps me very much to understand where the client is to be able to advise them properly is the question that I ask them uh, most of the time as um, do you know what you're investing in in the next 12 to 18 months? And most of the time they don't in the world of SMEs, they don't know what they are going to invest on at best they would say something like oh we are implementing a new erp or we are implementing a new crm they don't know exactly what they are investing and what yeah. sort of problems they are they are actually solving um so that's that's really important another question is how much uh, what's the proportion of that investment so i look at it as three there's always three sections that the technology budget needs to be divided by one is uh, what we call BAU like keeping keeping a system a, a, an ecosystem of technologies work efficiently and properly um, and that requires upgrading that requires like um, making small changes to to make sure that the technology is supporting the business process changes it requires like things like looking at the securities and pen testing and those kind of stuff. Um, one portion is for um, growth. So developing new features, responding to the market changes and responding to the customer experience demands. Um, and the, the third portion is um, R&D and playing with the technology, what I would call it, because um, there are you want to find out what technology can do specifically in your market, in your industry that no one else has done or a few people have done. Um, the portion, the size of this, the percentage of these really depends on the profile of the business and what the business plan is in the next three, five years, what the business is trying to achieve. 
Um, for example, if a business has, a, has an M&A on, on the horizon in the short term or medium term, then the whole uh, allocation of budget needs to be in a place that it will create more IP value, sure. um, to increase the value of the business. If the business plan is um, um, scale up in, in, the, in the way of lot, there is going to be much more um, um, staff um, in the business. So that the business is growing in number of people, then we want to focus more on um, um, taking care of the changes that's going to happen in the processes. So we might not do any crazy emerging technology kind of stuff. We might just focus on what we can automate to help onboarding, to help training, to help, um, you know, mitigating mistakes that, you know, when, when number of people grow, that, that can happen. So I can talk about, like, I, I can write a book about this, sure. <laughs> that, how you make that, that kind of a decision. So it all starts with, A, the objectives of the business, where they're heading, and then, of course, the strategy. Yeah. What What are the trends, what are the technology trends that you see emerging that you also seeing gathering traction there is your normal, uh, what I would call high street of <laughs> technology, the stuff that you see, everyone sees them, like AI, machine learning, uh, blockchain, those those kind of terms that you see all the time, AR, VR, um, um, kind of uh, big data, kind of things that are happening. But what I see, like a real um, kind of trend at the moment, especially triggered and and strengthened by, by the COVID situation, is automation of the basics. Basically, okay. create like the, the amount of um, hassle businesses, SMEs specifically, have gone through because they can't do the basics yeah. because they are not ready. They are not digitized. There, is, there are a lot of papers still. Surprisingly, there is still a lot of businesses operating with paper and a lot of Excel files and random, what we call a spaghetti of different systems that they have signed up to. It just shows them like it's not maintainable, it's not scalable, it's not manageable. So I think the biggest practical trade that you will see in the next five years is basically businesses invest in digital transport, real digital transformation, which is not just like create another website or create another app. It has to be really transforming the business. And that, um, that as I said, has been accelerated or amplified by the COVID situation. But also we have the what I call um, the, the, uh, the changes that is happening in the employment um, workforce kind of um, generational uh, changes. So we are having the, we for a long time, we've been talking about millennials and the problems of managing them and that kind of stuff. Now Gen Z are coming to the workforce and they are our first um, digital oh native yeah. people. They won't accept work in a business that is not digitally first designed. So yeah. businesses have to change in the next five, seven, ten years. This is a big challenge. So if the businesses don't change, they're not going to be able to bring on these new generation and keep them and have a happy workforce. That's a demographic sort of ticking time bomb, really, in terms of the requirements. Exactly, exactly. We are also seeing a change in the management level of the businesses. So millennials are getting to the management yeah. and C level. And then you can't be a CEO who, 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 is, at, who is in their 60s and then having a senior member of the staff, a C-level, who is in their 30s and won't be able to give them what they need to run the business because you're, you don't know enough about technology. And for them, it's such a native 
expected thing to happen. So it's like bridging that gap, which one of the focuses at Geeks that we are trying to do is to create that kind of safe environment for the sea level people that are not from this millennial generation, but they have to work with this millennial generation to be able to understand, understand them and not be afraid of technology. And the fact that they are not native, it's fine. You don't have to be. It's just how can you get the information you need to be able to, uh, to, to enable your um, senior managers who are millennials uh, to be able to work. Hey, Gavin here. You love the audio format because you listen to podcasts. I'm a massive fan of learning through audio courses and books. What I particularly like about Knowable is that courses are short form, like a podcast, and expert led, like an audio book, with courses on leadership from the commander of the International Space Station and on startups from the co-founder of Reddit. Grab yourself 20% off with coupon code GAVIN, in capital letters, G-A-V-I-N, which brings the price down to just over $3 a month. It's a no-brainer. Download the Knowable app or visit knowable.fyi. Use code GAVIN to get 20% off. So what can you give me an example of some of the um, automation of the basic stuff? So what typical processes are you now seeing an increased move to automate? The, the biggest is the, as I called um, earlier, is the spaghetti of different systems people have. It could be spaghetti of um, bespoke systems and off-the-shelf systems and some SaaS solutions on-premises still a lot um, and uh, or, or cloud-based and that kind of stuff. So it's like systems that are not working together. They are not fit for purpose necessarily. They are not enabling the business. They are basically hindering the business so you have to you see a lot of workarounds you see a lot of um you know people think they have a lot of systems so the senior management thinks that they have a we have a lot of system we have we have invested a lot in technology but you you talk to the to the um other staff and they're not using those systems because it means they have to duplicate data everywhere or or um, systems don't necessarily get updated and all of that is creating a bad customer experience because customers don't get what they want now with a lot of visibility and transparency and 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 um, and the customers are moving towards not wanting to send an email they want to just go to some sort of portal and see everything there and businesses are not ready to give them that kind of um, not that they don't want to they just they're not ready. They, they don't have the infrastructure to be able to provide that kind of visibility or, or service on demand kind of information about what, how you're dealing with us as a business. So I think those are the key elements that I'm seeing that they need to be, they need to be addressed. So if the, um, the board, the C-suite of a, a business, they've got growth aspirations and plans, um, they recognize that there is work to be done on digital transformation. What some what are some of the questions they should be asking themselves? I think it's the first one is the mindset. Do they do they and their team have the right mindset? Which means digital transformation is a journey, it's not a destination. So whoever comes to me and talk about this and they say, Oh, we want to spend, I don't know, two hundred grand on a new ERP system and and be amazing. To me, that's like no, you're not going to be. You're going to spend 200 grand and more and you're going to be unhappy because you don't understand how it works. <laughs> it's the journey. And in a journey, what you want to do is to have a roadmap that is designed based on where you are, where you want to be and what you're going to try to achieve 
from going to A to uh, from A to the B. And in the meanwhile, what like, as you're going from A to B, what you're trying to preserve and what you're trying to try not to lose that kind of stuff to make sure that you don't lose your business culture or your customer experience or that kind of stuff. So if you don't have that in mind and there is going to be loads of C's and D's and E's and like today is the journey. So but if you do it right, by the time you're getting close, not even getting to the B, you're getting close to the B, you have already planned your C's and D's. So it's the journey. So that's, that's kind of a mindset that they need to develop and they need to really, really understand it. Um, and they need to plan their budgets and their finances around it. So to me, um, thinking about technology as investing to create value rather yeah. than spending on an IT or digital transformation project um, is, a, is a key differentiator. The other one is, the second one, is having a right group of people to do it with. And that's internally, specifically, they need to have champions because any change requires a good cultural force to make it happen and make it a success. Um, so choosing the right people internally as a stakeholders is key. Most of the time, this digital transformation technology implementation fail because it's one person's idea, grand vision, and there are not enough people to support that grand vision. Um, and that doesn't mean they have to all be at senior level. It, you have to have your champions in all levels of the business. So you have to create what we call a champion team that is, um, that is um, created uh, um, from different level of um, team experiences and different departments. Um, and they need to be people who are really, really passionate about technology and they understand there is a pain in the, any sort of change. So they are going to support the whole vision and anything, everything around it to go through that change and they take pride in what is being created. So that's like a cultural, important cultural aspect. And the other, the third one is the, is the external partners that you choose. It, people who are cost focused they are definitely going to fail. Um, that's guaranteed. Because again, like any other change, you need someone who stands by you and, they, and you share the core values. So any partner supplier, I don't like to call them supplier because I, I think it doesn't work in the digital transformation technology. It has to be a partnership. So any partner that you choose, you need to be 100% sure that they are the right one in terms of core values they need to want to achieve the same thing. They need to want to be excited. You want to see that a spark in their eyes when they yeah. talk about your business. They want to see the change that your business is going to make in the world. They want to be part of that change. And that's the only way you get the best out of them. And, and you get them to be really putting ideas for you, like working really hard and, 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 looking all the time, thinking about your business as they're working um, on, on, on those projects, thinking about how technology can help that business. Um, so those three are for me the recipe for success. Fantastic. And you talked a lot about budget and budget planning. Um, do you have a, like a rule of thumb as to what percentage of revenue or what percentage of profit a business should be looking to reserve for ongoing you know, three areas you talked about business as usual customer and then future r d you know what what percentage of their profitability i i can't 
I can't say that because it's different for every type of business. So if you are having like, a, say you're having a business that is very transactional, they could have like 100 million revenue, but yeah. it's a lot of transaction that is going through. So you can't really put the same sort of percentage there as you would put on a service-based business that they all the revenue that comes in is actually like staff wages and that kind of stuff. So it really depends on the type of the business. What I can um, maybe explain is how those percentages, like say you have whatever, 10% 10, 10 of your, your um, profit or your revenue, whatever you want to allocate, how to divide that between those three aspects of business as usual, um, growth and development and, and the um, R&D and emerging technology bits. That depends on um, your business profile and your business plans. So say you are, as I said, you're on scale up, so you have big growth plans, um, then you want to have uh, limited, so say 20% on BAU and maybe 5% on the R&D and the rest like a big chunk on the new new development, new, not making digitizing new processes and new, new ways and new features. But then if, if you are a technologically mature business, which means you have gone through, you have always, it's been years that you're doing this and it, you always had an allocated budget to spend, you're in a good place, then you want to maintain that good place, which means you, you will have more BAU because you want to maintain that. Your changes are not going to be dramatic because it's just making sure what you have keep changing and keep being updated as the business changes. Um, and so you will have a few, like lesser portion for the growth and develop new features, more of like, let's keep the business as usual stuff. And then you would have more on R&D because you want to see what else you can create new opportunities in that could change uh, dramatically the way the way that you work. So if we are going to a new business that is paper based and Excel file based, obviously the big chunk is going to be the middle one, like creating new features there is not much of BAU because there is nothing in place to, to, to keep ticking. And we are not going to touch R&D stuff because there is so much groundwork to be done. And so that will change as the business changes as well um, throughout their journey. And what so is the typical, yeah, yeah, it's great. What does a typical project for geeks look like? What kind of projects you get involved in? We have like some exciting ones. Uh, we have, um, products that as i said like entrepreneurs that come with a product idea that what they want to change like disrupt the market um that's exciting there are like and there are different different all different types of products that comes in um so they're they're new, usually these days they are going to be like mobile apps kind of um things and especially they're very interesting when there is some sort of r&d involved because they want to use AI and machine learning to do something completely new in the market. So they are they are very interesting. Um, and, and a big portion of our, um, but also like before going to the other one, like we are very careful who, to, who do we choose to work with on that area because you really want a sound business plan, not just an excited entrepreneur because if it's going to be successful, it needs a, a lot of business acumen as well as enthusiasm and risk taking of a of a brave entrepreneur, if you if you if you see what I mean. Um, but a, a good uh, portion of our um, clients are um, basically, as I said, SMEs that they are 
um, they are digitizing and they're digitally transforming themselves and the business and the market that they are in. Um, so a typical project, so for example, would be uh, a complete digital transformation roadmap and implement design and implementation of the whole business. Um, it could be we have we have really good clients that we have been working for many many years with them. So it would be like they are they are very interesting because we have a program of um, digital projects that we are doing with them. So they have lots of different things, and it's it's so encouraging to see even after like seven years of working together, there's so much new things that can happen that we can help them with. It keeps coming. That's part of exciting, as I say, it's a journey. So it keeps keeps coming, new ideas, new technology, new. Um, the, the industries change, so new possibilities um, become available. Um, um, and and then there are there are a few clients that they are um, kind of corporate. So we've worked, for example, with Bacardi's or BBC's or um, House of Parliament or Harris. Those kind, um, although everyone would love to have those kind of <laughs> names in your clientele, and they are not necessarily my my most favorite ones because you can't really make a huge difference like with the smes we make a huge difference in in what they do and their market with those big ones we just help them with mostly r&d projects something that they want to try to see what technology can do and um, sure. sort of work with them on that that side but the i love the story the the businesses you've been working with say for seven years that really is evidence of a true partnership approach and uh, yep. you've grown with them and you're you're seen as a as a key part of that team that's an enabling growth definitely they are they are the sort of um clients that makes us grow and they are my mm. favorite clients because they keep pushing you because yeah. their market is pushing them so yeah. they pass on the pressure and we have to we have to grow as a technology business to be able to respond to the demand of their market so definitely we are where we are because of some of our key clients they have they have pushed us to be where we are fantastic so if anybody listening to this wants to uh, get in touch with geeks get in touch with yourself as to how to explore how you could help them with a bit digital transformation project uh, how do they do that well you can always go to the website geeks.ltd www.geeks.ltd um, or you can check our um, LinkedIn page, or you can go to Digital IQ as one word. Dot technology. That's our um, digital transformation planning technology. Um, or you can just message me on LinkedIn um, if you would like, and I'll try to be um, uh, responding really soon. Fantastic, uh, Samaya. Thank you so much for your time today. It's a, a subject that I think for most people they know they need to invest in in it or more specifically into digital transformation and that story around you know, the the growth of the, uh, up the hierarchy of millennials and now uh, generation z about it's no longer a nice to have it's no longer about efficiency it's about attraction and retention of talent as well definitely definitely so thank you so much for your time today pleasure thank you you've been listening to the business mastermind podcast be sure to subscribe, rate and review so that more people like you can get their business back on their own terms, enjoy more success and create more impact.